Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the universe, fantasy footballers, Dynasty League dirtballs, NFL draft fans, and DFS degenerates worldwide, this is the Roster Watch Podcast, presented by RosterWatch.com. Roster Watch Nation, prepare for pop, flash, and sizzle. Prepare for knowledge bombs and cockamamie business. The Roster Watch crew is here to deliver the goods you can't find anywhere else. Here is your host, RosterWatch.com Editor-in-Chief, Alex Dunlap. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch Podcast, episode 29, here with your boys Alex Dunlap and Byron Lambert. And we start off by saying first, apologies for the uh, delay since the last podcast. We know that you guys have been killing us over the fact that uh, we haven't been getting this content out quite as expediently during the month of June. Look. Here's what we always say about Roster Watch Nation. What do we say about Roster Watch Nation? That it's not Roster Watch if somebody's not on tilt. Yes. It, well, that's one thing that we say. But the other thing we say about Roster Watch Nation is that they are our friends. They're our friends. And you guys can know like about us, the um, you, know, you know, what's going on in our lives. And basically, I've been moving. Byron has been getting fighting us- an eight hundred pound gorilla. And I got him on the mat. <laughs> I got to bring somebody in to step on his neck, though. Okay. So, <laughs> in other words, he's selling, he's selling his house. He's, he, he has it ready for sale. All he needs now is a buyer. We will get to this in a little bit more detail later. We'll also remind you right off the bat, please um, go to the iTunes page. Uh, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Give us a good rating. It means a ton to us. Also, we have a whole ton of new content going up at rosterwatch.com right now. Pro content, including the offensive line rankings that we have just now curated and gotten up on the website. Uh, but yeah, man. So also, I just wanted to say, uh, what the hell, man? I haven't seen forever. It's been since like FSTA, like you had to do all that stuff. The last time we had a pod was the beginning of June. Well, the FSTA was amazing for the listeners that don't know what that is. Uh, that's the Fantasy Sports Trade Association. And this is, um, boy, that was a really interesting experience. First off, going to Manhattan is like taking a syringe and just drawing it full of adrenaline and then jabbing that thing into your own heart and just plunging the whole vial. It's insane being in Manhattan. That place is full of energy. It's addictive. Uh, it's intoxicating. Uh, the FSTA, I'm not sure. Alex, this is something Alex has been wanting us to go for for years. I think we chose to go at the perfect uh, time. And it's a really interesting convention. Basically, uh, I, I don't think a lot of casual fans know about it, but it's where all of the power brokers within the industry, the guys at the top of the mountain, guys that you're not even actually aware of, but that run big-time fantasy companies that have been around doing this for a long time, as well as some newcomers trying to get on the, on the map uh, with their own cockamamie ideas and plans. And, and, probably, and probably throwing around some cash. Definitely. These people are there. It's a very small world. So what they told us was that several years ago, 
there was a lot more attendees. We got there this year and it's small. And what you can tell is the guys who were there are the ones that go every year. <clears throat> There's a bunch of FSTA Hall of Famers that are there. Those are the core guys. And so when they see a new face, the biggest names. Well, it costs a lot of, I mean, it costs some, like, here's the thing. It takes a initial, you know, it takes an initial expenditure, an initial bit of showing that like you're, you know, you're ready to come sit at the table and that you're, you know, you, you know, you're, you're putting cash into this thing. You're putting skin in the skin in the game. You, you pay your dues, whatever the fees are for like, it's just like stuff. Yeah. Like three or four years ago, we would have said like, we can't even, we can't afford that. You know, I, I think that when you have that being the case and when you have like, the fantasy, it's basically like two, it's basically like two trends that are going in, in separate ways. It's like there's less people like that who have that extra cash to be able to make that sort of expenditure, to be able to get in and rub elbows with folks to where you can form these relationships and move up within the industry. But there's more and more every year fantasy outlets. Think about it. Since we started doing this in 2011, think about how many have popped up even since then. If, like, I feel like we're old in this. Man, but once you get there, you realize that we are riding high and strong in a small pond. And these guys know who we are. They like us. And they like what we do. And, you know, our, we're very fortunate that the very gracious Mr. Talented, or talented Mr. Roto, Matthew Barry, who we are partnering with uh, more and more uh, now that we are doing uh, Roto Pass with him, and he very graciously took us under his wing in New York, introduced us to the top of guys at the top of the mountain as far as Sirius XM radio is concerned, as far as fantasy is concerned. Uh, th th this is all uh, shaping up very, very well. It's a confluence of events going on right now for Roster Watch Nation, for the company, and we got a lot of big things to come. Uh, we got There's a lot in store, and we've made a lot of inroads. So we'll be back in New York um, every single year. And as a matter of fact, I, in two weeks, am yeah, yeah. more than likely going to be at the Tony Romo Fantasy Football Convention in Dallas. I got off the phone with his cousin yesterday uh, <laughs> about the logistics for it. They've been trying to pull this off for three years. Apparently, nobody in the industri industry is – everybody is still skeptical that it's actually going to happen. Well, my thing is, here's, the, here, here's my thing. I think that it hasn't happened before because of how Romo – is like you know like he used to be active like he used to be like an active player on an active roster maybe he thought the nfl could take some sort of you know issue with what was going on with fantasy i think that even now even something with an outright fantasy connotation would be fine with the nfl the nfl owners whoever would make the decision of tony Romo being able to do something like that I think it was just the last year for some reason, wasn't it just about it being in Las Vegas and it occurring in a casino slash resort that allowed sports bets to be taking place? And that was the issue with Romo not being able to do it the last time. I think previously it was just due to the fact that I think before the last two years or so, the last two or three years, you know, it hasn't been completely clear that there's a completely clear and straight line between fantasy football and gamble. Well, the idea is that... Um, and they, now that he's just an analyst, he can do, go do whatever he wants. They are trying to connect the fans, the fantasy players, and the athletes all together at this event. So, 
you know what I was told but is. But what that, you're saying is that, that is people were goosey about it even taking place because oh, because it it, it has industry it. types are Every still very skeptical about right. booking their hotel room yeah. in Dallas right, right now, and this thing's just two weeks away. People right. don't think it's going to happen. I got to say this I think guy. It's gonna happen. I think I think this guy sounded a little nervous, but but <laughs> I think it will happen. He wants to give Roster Watch a booth. Uh, Matthew Berry suggested to him that they make us some kind of featured analyst there. He's asked us to maybe take part in the experts draft um, there as well. We'll all be using our own tools like the, P the, the potentially the first version of the PPR uh, draft sheet, Perfect. the MFL 10. I'll be using a combination of these tools uh, to, make, to, to make those picks live there. And there's going to be like guys like Le'Veon Bell, Supposedly, supposedly Zeke Elliott and David Johnson. They're trying to have the top three or four picks in the draft that are going to be there. Damn it, I have to go be going on family vacation. I, I really could use you there, too. God damn it. I'm sorry to cuss. That's all right. I'll do my best. Let's get in some news and notes. What the hell are we going to talk about? It's contract negotiating season right now. <laughs> yeah. In the dead of summer. And you, and, know, and you know that you want to... Be, before we even get into that, before we even take the roster watch nation too far, even like... Contract negotiation, because I honestly think that a lot of our listeners, if you look at the demographics from the podcast stats that get sent to us, and like we said, we're sorry, guys. It's, it's been a while since we've been on. We're going to try and get this thing back on as regular a schedule as possible coming into the season, but clearly you can see that we're very busy. But uh, Byron was talking earlier before we came on the podcast about contract negotiations he's had with his realtor. And I know that a bunch of you guys, when you look at the demographics, are listeners that are like 28 years old, uh, 32 years old, 35 years old, 21 years old. So listen to this about what you should be doing when going through your realtor process. Because I think if you're in the situation where repairs need to occur to your home, or if there are things within your home that need addressing, that need possible fixing. Maybe you're at the home in the last um, stages of your current HVAC system or something like that. Like I think in a lot of situations, this technique applies. At Roster Watch, we are always the swindlers. We are never the swindlees. What is the contract that you've made with your real estate agent? Well, I think we spoke about it about three or four podcasts ago, maybe around podcast 26. <clears throat> I, I was saying, look, this is, this is America. You know, what, just, just like anything else, you shop for your services and your products and people are allowed to compete for your business. Why would I ever accept the fact that there's some kind of cartel on commissions for real estate agents at this 3% before you know it, you're paying 6% and then you're paying a percent for title. You got seven plus percent plus maybe potential taxes still going out the door when you sell your so house and that's a lot of money to, and when you go to that closing table as somebody who just did it like you sign this shit for these fees and it's like a 300 dollars courier fee a 250 dollars recoding fee a, like a, a 310 dollars uh like zoning and permits schedule fee like these things that you just have no idea it starts stacking up yeah, and so the housing market is so hot, hot across the country. I mean, you, it, you can never go wrong at least asking and seeing what's out there. All somebody can do is tell you no, and that's just business, so it's not personal. So what I did was I vetted a handful of realtors out as I was getting near completion of this big remodel and basically flip that I'm doing. It's my first one. And 
I just I emailed out to see to a handful of realtors that I'd vetted out to see if they'd be, be willing to work for a discount. I got various responses. Certainly had some very interesting um, engagements with several of them. And but I had a guy after me for a long time for one percent commission. Well, I got to the point on this remodel where, okay, and that's one percent versus three percent. So you're talking several thousand dollars difference. Right, and so let's just say you're selling the house for five hundred. This is a hot market where people. My line of thinking is that people put the thing on the MLS, and that's where ninety six percent of your buyers come from, anyways. These guys don't show the houses; they barely do open houses. The listing agent. People just go in and out of your house, and you and and it's tracked by the lockbox. Now it's tracked so that your realtor gets an email every time somebody comes in and out of your house, who went in there, et cetera, et cetera. Well. So they're not doing much. And so this guy's been after me for 1%, and I wasn't going to go with him. But finally, my project has gotten to about 98% done, maybe 97% done. I've run out of budget. I've run out of time. And I've potentially run out of mental health, especially in in preparations (laughs) for for the season to come. i got to prepare for you guys. i got to find a way to get out of the underneath this thing. And so last minute, so I had a guy, you know, you have realtors trying to get you sat down with 3% paperwork, 6% total. They're trying to get you to sign it when you're giving you their pitch. And fortunately, I had taken a guy's paperwork last week but had not signed it. And I'm just unable to finish the project. And so I need somebody who has the wherewithal. What's hard to finish a project right now is finances, time, and mainly finding the crews and the labor that can do it, that can do it for a fair price and it can do a good job. That's incredibly difficult to find right now. And so I needed somebody who could take this thing off my hands and finish. So this guy had been after me for 1%. He's also an investor that does a lot of flips. He owns commercial buildings and runs a lot of crews. He knows the crews. Yeah. I think that's the genius part of it. Yeah. He knows the crews and he, and he knows the process. And, and they the work for him every day anyway, yeah. so he can put them on other jobs pretty easily. There's people like this out there, right? And <clears throat> So what I've worked out with him is that uh, he is going to finish out my house and he's going to install a brand new air conditioning system. I mean, he's doing somewhere between, I'd say, five and $7,000 of work. Fixing up a couple odd things yeah. you can't even figure yeah. out what the fuck's going yeah. on about the yeah, flooring. Exactly. Like just, just yeah. stuff stuff that could get very expensive and time time consuming if I went tried he to go any further. He takes on the expense of all of it. So he's putting skin in the game. He's, he's putting skin. He has all the all the uh, investment in this to now sell it quickly. We're in agreement on the price range that we want for it, and he's letting me drop a contract that has a lot of protections in it for me. That if this stuff, if this work is not done to a quality level, and this house is not on the MLS by the twelfth of July, that this contract is then void. You see the kind of value that we look to <laughs> always attain for ourselves. At rosterwatch.com. It's why we put such maniacal effort into all of our off-season travels, our off-season travails, our rankings, our analytics, our measuring of these players on, you know, catapult data from the Senior Bowl, our exclusive relationship with them. And I'm just saying it, Byron. The looks of the it's the 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 MFL ten sheet sheet. It's the um, look. It's it's on its last legs. We're about, we're about to turn the page from best ball, MFL 10, all these appetizers that have been getting us ready for fantasy football and start getting ready for actual fantasy football in earnest. Get the true, the, the true epic cheat sheets out. I've done the first uh, 100 simulations on the PPR cheat sheet so far. 
PPR cheat sheet may be coming out a little bit before the standard cheat sheet. We're still working out the exact logistics with it. But the simulations that I've done, both on my fantasy league, also by the Draft Wizard, shout out to Fantasy Pros uh, for always giving us, you know, such access to that tool. All of these uh, simulations, and ones that we've done privately, all of these simulations show... It's like Roster Watch Nation is going to be on. If things stay as they are in the, at the end of late June, there are players that Roster Watch Nation is going to be owning in pretty high frequency. We're, we're going to talk about those guys. We have the offensive line, um, our offensive line rankings tool that we're sharing with all of Roster Watch Nation this year for our pro community. That'll be coming out either tonight, we're recording this Thursday night, or Friday morning, uh, depending on when Mike Band gets the final. Uh, copies in a bunch of content from Trashman coming in. We have pro content in the form of the new contract years tool. There's a ton to get to. I feel like we've already. St- I mean, we're probably halfway through the podcast. But I just asked Byron, how are we even going to start? Well, <clears throat> were we? Able- I just want to know. Were we able to sum? I just want to sum that up really quickly, so the listeners know what the exact outcome was. Because I feel like we went on about it. Is that what oh. you can do with a realtor? Is I essentially am paying a one and a half percent commission to my realtor. And he is personally financing, taking on the liability, managing uh, the the completion of my project, taking that completely off my hands. Plus and and he's obligated, adding a brand new, completely HVAC, which air is a huge value add. And and he's obligated to do it by a certain time, otherwise the contract is void. So that's what's possible. So in this market, all right, we should have put a we should we should we should have put a ribbon and bow on it for sure. What the point is, is that that was a huge, awesome win. That's a big swindle. Um, and all of Roster Watch Nation should know. It's like these realtors are working right now. For the, like they are, they're, they're looking to get work in a hot housing market. If there's something that needs to get fixed around your house, if there's something that needs being done, just always something to keep in mind that there's that flexible couple of points right there that just come out at closing and that you can get something done that's very important to what will be the perceived value of your home and the resale value of your home for that amount. It's just, a, at a, just at like a fraction. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, it, speaking of negotiations, it's actually perfect because this is contract season right now in the dead of off season for NFL teams. Um, and we come first full circle to the first we thing do. I cut you off about. <laughs> we do. The Oakland Raiders, Reggie McKenzie having to pay the Piper. Our boy, our boy Derek Carr, DC man. He got a monster. Yes, and do you, and who else? Do you know who else got a monster? Gabe Jackson, all, senior bowler. All, all senior roster watch twenty. I had to go back and look. I think it was twenty thirteen. All senior bowl roster. The same all senior bowl roster that you'll find Morgan Moses and Weston Richburg. Both, if you look at the new Roster Watch offensive line unit rankings, uh, rosterwatch.com for our pro members, you will see complete standouts on all of their offensive lines. And honestly, the Washington Redskins, I don't want to spoil it for our, for our pro members, but, I mean, Morgan Moses' development at the right tackle position, like bookending, bookending Trent Williams, like that's a... You remember what Phil Savage used to call him? The Great Wall of China or yes. something? Yes. He loved Morgan Moses. He, he Oh, right from the very start. But well, it, I was but tweeting anyway. the other day, or not too long ago, about, you know, the just 
pathetic failure that all the top, you know, offensive linemen have been drafted in the last handful of years have been. And I, I kind of tweeted, you know, give give me the uh, Dan Feeney's, give me the Zach Martins, give me the Joel Batonio's uh, every day of the week. And I think I left out the, the Cody Gabe White Jacksons, Hairs. the Cody Whitehairs, the Kyle Longs. Yeah, left out a bunch of them. And do and you know what you notice? A lot of these senior bowl guys that we love are always college offensive tackles turned guard. And so I think that show, that goes to show a lot about. I think it goes to show a lot about what like Patrick Wu, what uh, Phil Savage, and all these guys kind of look at. They say this guy is a this guy has a sick skill set. He's not being thought of as highly because he's not a prototypical tackle prospect. Outside, outside of the Morgan Moseses and the guy the Eric Fishers, the guys who who come and do pretty well, but you know the the white hairs, the the Zach Martins, the Feenies, the I mean. There were even more that Byron even. What just happened to Larry him. Warford? He's fallen off. He's well, and that's something that I still don't understand. And here's the thing, he's another guy, just like an Eric Fisher. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. And Eric Fisher started being a whole lot better for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he's developed. He's certainly developed. Speaking of senior bowlers looking to get paid, Aaron Donald threatening a holdout. Well, because he says he wants a 100 million dollars. I mean, doesn't he deserve it? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I w- roster watch nation. I'll go to YouTube and watch the roster his his roster watch video um, from that Senior Bowl, and just listen to what kind of young man this is, and and listen to if there's one single time that he did not address his interviewer Mike Loiko as sir and. Saying saying things like, you know, thank you for asking and all the rest of it. Look, Aaron Donald is a model citizen. He's a model employee for an organization. And he's the sickest of the sick. You pay the man his money. Like, you pay that guy. Yeah. No, I'm I'd hold I'm out too. You. And you know what? I mean, he's what? the best player on the team. He's one of the best players in the league. It's, he's out, of his, it, it's, it's out of his character to hold out. It is 100% out of his character. But he's going to hold out because his agent says hold out, and he's smart. And he should. And he needs to listen to his agent. Because that's, that's a less need is fighting for his job. I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow to spend that much money at the defensive tackle position. Less need. And look, it's, for, for the Los Angeles Rams, it should have been a top-down deal. Less need. Jeff Fisher, clean sweep. They should be tied at the hip in the same way that I think. And honestly, the same way that I think that Gus Bradley and... Dave Caldwell in Jacksonville should have likely been tied at the hip. Well, you know what I think is going to happen. I think if it's a bad year in Los Angeles, I think Snead is gone. He's got to be. And then I think McVeigh is going to gain power and he's going to get his own guy in there. Which, honestly, Rams fans should maybe hope for. And you know who that could be? You know who that could be? It couldn't be the drunk. It could be. (laughs) McLuhan. What a move that would be. It would be sick. A Sean oh, McVay, Scott McLuhan, Ooh, dynamic do, duo look, in Los look, Angeles. I mean, look at look at the personnel, man. That McLuhan is amazing. Look at the Redskins hey, roster. If this if this comes home to roost for roster watch nation, we'll claim a big W. A couple of our favorite rookies from last year. Um, coming up with a little bit of news here. We've talked about this guy uh, a few times over the offseason as a, as a real sleeper target that we just can never forget about. 
and that's running back Jonathan Williams in Buffalo. Don't tell me something's coming home to roost with Jonathan Williams. No, it's just that he's been cleared of a DUI case from a year ago. Oh. So the point is, with Gillisley gone, and he's in the clear now, Carlos Williams basically out of the league. He had, he's been bouncing around anyways. That backfield, that is a sneaky, sneaky acquisition is, Sean, is John Williams in Buffalo. Yes, and we own him like everywhere in dynasty you can still you can still get you can trade somebody away your third round draft pick we've told you it's like after 21 after 22 and most of these dynasty rookie drafts you don't need them you know you can get guys at the very end of these drafts in the fourth round or even off of even out of undrafted free agency once your draft ends it's like there becomes a muddled mess of guys you could take flyers on all day between number 23 and number 50 you know, so if you if you can get rid of a third round pick for a Jonathan Williams in Buffalo, dude, I I put the over under on weeks where we have Jonathan Williams on the DFS cheat sheet for DraftKings at rosterwatch.com. I put the over under three point five. I was gonna ask if it was three. I'd say there's gonna be three to four games at least, like, and that's boring. Anything completely crazy and unforeseen. With, with Shady, who, like, I mean, how, he's been the most dependable back there is. I remember one of the first years of the site, I remember you writing an article about how he was so dependable. For <laughs> like, fantasy. Yes, he's just been, like, he's been dependable his whole he's career, spanning, spanning coaches, spanning uh, schemes, spanning teams. He's always been, you know, terrific. That being said, at this point in his career, I mean, let's, let's, let's chalk up. Prob- I mean, I don't feel like it's... I can't tell if it's completely baked into his ADP. I know it's completely baked in to the makings of the PPR cheat sheet that I'm thinking that, you know, three and a half to four games, he's not going to be available. I mean, to me, if you own LaShawn McCoy, you have to make sure you have Jonathan Williams on your roster. That has to happen. And it's, and you know what? Yeah, no, that has like, to happen. it's and it, what I get, it's a it's it's a high efficiency yield handcuff that you can get at absolute bottom of the barrel would, value. Would you give a round one pickup in next year's rookie draft for him if you were in a dynasty league where you own LaShawn McCoy? A round two, 2018 round two, and that would get it done. It so wouldn't I can get it done. That's it, gonna be a hard deal to get done. You gotta hope your league mates just don't know much about him. He's a good player. No, good would player. you no, what you tell him in the note is you say, Look, I have Shady. I need his I need his shitty handcuff. It's Jonathan Williams. He's never done a thing at the NFL level. All he's ever done has been hurt. He wasn't even as good as Alex Collins in, in college. And Alex Collins can't sniff the goddamn football field. That's what I would say in my thing. I'm, I'm giving you a second-round pick as a huge premium for just for a little bit of insurance for me. Yeah, I'd rather do that for sure. I think you could maybe, if you just went out, if you can't get him, maybe you could ship McCoy to whoever owns but I John Williams. Yeah. That's a I'm a LaShawn McCoy of, owner in Dynasty, and I don't have this problem because I've always owned Jonathan Williams. <laughs> yeah, really, really, really good player out of Arkansas that can do some damage if he gets the snaps. A guy who, in it, during his senior bowl year, we wanted to put on the all senior bowl team <laughs> just because of how good he looked on the first day where they weren't even in, in pads, but he was, he was limited that week because of the foot. What do you think about Latavius Murray, who's been totally sidelined well, throughout sucks. this offseason? 
I just think it means more for you know. No, but what do you? But, but him coming out recently saying that he expects to win the starting job, have the lion's share of carries, and be the he goal, shouldn't be and be the goal line back after Dalvin's been impressing this offseason. He shouldn't be talk. He's he's the veteran coming in. He shouldn't be talking about winning a starting job. He should be talking about his job after getting paid. That's a good point. So he sucks. We said. I mean, we well, said we hate Latavius, but what's his ADP? What's Dalvin Cook's ADP? Well, let me let me pull. Are we going to own any Dalvin Cook this year based on your early calculations? You know, if I look at the uh, the first, yes, there's going to be Dalvin Cook ownership. Honestly, well, honestly, in the first round, it, I, I'm surprised you bring it up because it it reminds me of one of the things that kind of has been bothering me a little bit, like at night <laughs> as I'm going to sleep, is that maybe you saw that like maybe you saw that whenever i sent the the list of the first i sent you the first 20 simulations no nah, i'm living was under, it something I'm that you noticed water man okay well there's a there, there's a good bit of dalvin cook and I, here's the here's the, basically it comes down to this 20 is a very small sample size but i remember that whenever i looked at it it was like a 30% exposure to Dalvin Cook. You know who's going to like that. And I think that his ADP is, I think that honestly, I do you think right now, I think that I can come into the season thinking that Dalvin Cook is my low-end RB2 with, with substantial upside. I think it's pretty smart. I think the, the tendency for me to say is RB3. Right, a low end RB two. Honestly, I think, I think you may be making the accurate assessment and not being overly risk averse, as I always dog people for being. I mean, so there's a lot of things that shape up for Dalvin Cook to be a pretty strong play as the season moves on. The other simulations that have occurred. I mean, here's the thing, Melvin Gordon Nation. Well, let's talk about the guys that are coming up in frequency. And I Melvin want to know what coordination. It's a sixty percent exposure. If if you pick from pick, like I don't even I don't. It's wanna, the best pick in the first round in terms of value. Where are you going to get him? It's like well, there, at the FSTA. There's a, there's a range of six different spots at, where you can usually get at Melvin the FSTA in a in a fourteen person experts PPR. Melvin Gordon went at the twelve spot, and I said live on air as I was co-hosting with Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm. I said, Howard, man, I got to give it to you, brother. I said. First of all, I liked the entirety of your draft, but you you made the best pick in terms of value in the first round of all the other experts here. Melvin Gordon at 12 in a 14-team experts PPR is a uh, – that is larceny of the highest order. The other two that – at least with these early tests, and we still have a lot of work to do on this, but we're I mean, we're here doing the podcast just to you know, share with Roster Watch Nation in complete transparency – you know what it is we're doing with our process of course you can go to rosterwatch.com get a pro membership right now get access to all of our behind the scenes stuff our data points everything that we are doing right now that we're creating and curating right now our proprietary award-winning proven winning tools um rosterwatch.com with a pro membership it costs less than a cheap cup of coffee and i'm looking right now at, at some of the, like there's a like the other one is Basically, Derrick Henry is going way too late. In, really? Because in, I saw in, people, in redraft. There's people on Twitter like Rumford Johnny and JJ Zacharias. Is that his name? JJ Zacharias. 
Zacharyson. I think it's Ryerson. Uh, basically, from Number Fire, asking people what the logic was and what kind of donks they were for De- Derrick Henry's like high ADP and him going in the sixth round. His ADP, but here's the thing: JJ Zacharyson and Run for Johnny are used to MFL tens. They're not used to the new stuff going on in the in the draft app. Where it's a lot of daily guys who are over there. They're advertising a ton on roto grinders. They're getting a ton of daily dudes over there, just trying their hand at best at best ball. There's also when you go to Fantasy Pros and you see the actual rankings of the experts in the industry, you take that ADP, you take the ESPN uh, ADP, all all of them, and you look at it. You take the projections from smart guys like Mike Clay. You know, you, you take the projections from smart guys like our boy Matthew Barry. And you begin to realize that the minor little bubble of a world that we live in, the MFL 10 world of complete fucking dorks, this is not the people that we're playing against in our fantasy leagues. We're playing against our, our you know, our buddies from college, our fucking friend that got you know, drunk and jumped in the pool and, you know, his pants fell off. Like, we're not, we're not playing against the, you know, the J.J. The, the Zacharyasons, the Rumford for Johnnies. And so... When these guys say that he's going that high, it's because, look, people in the fantasy industry are legitimately, and as they should be, high on a Derrick Henry. He's the highest efficiency yield handcuff in the whole entire league. And also, he's a guy who they're, they have to be looking to get more touches well, to. It, it could and, be the Derek, it could be the DeMarco Murray owners driving the ADP up as well. They probably feel like him. they feel like they have to have I him. want the next piece of this. If you look at the if, if you look at the uh I mean, what the, is Murray's ADP? Are, the rankings 26. So, so he like, is a third round pick. You know, so late second. Okay, but late second. So if you think you can shore up that running game with a third and a sixth or a second and a seventh, well, it just feels it feels like a sort of a twenty sixteen Le'Veon Bell D'Angelo. Just a little Williams. worried it could be split, but still, I think you got it. I, you have to have them both. I don't think it's a bad. It's play. a Devontae it's Freeman an aggressive Kevin play. Coleman. It's an aggressive play. I don't think it's a bad play uh, if if you're goosey about all that. Um, I don't know. That's and I was going to say the Tennessee Titans, man. Like you, you look at our, you look at our proprietary analytics that are available to all of our pro members at rosterwatch.com. You can go download the Excel spreadsheet, do whatever you want with this, geek out however you want. But we have the offensive line data. Not only that, but the, you know, the, the continuity data about how many of the same guys are back the same. Our own personal grades on each single one of these players on these offensive lines that are going to be blocking for your fantasy football players. This is only one in a series of tools that are going to um, serve as, as data points and, impu- and uh, inputs for the first editions of things like the, mat- the, the matchup tool, which is our flagship tool at Roster Watch. And, and you know, the, uh, everything that sort of stems from that, from the DFS cheat sheets to, the, to the, uh, you know, the Vegas tools and everything else. You can get it all with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com while I'm plugging shit like this. Please go to iTunes. Get Byron sick at night. Give him a five-star rating. Give us a five-star review. Have we gotten any of the during, during well, this time that we've spe- been off? Speaking of the pro memberships, why don't we, on the next podcast, we'll give away two pro memberships. And now's the time when you want them. You know, now's the time when you really want them. Like, you're going you're gonna to win your fantasy league with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. If you don't win it, it's hard to say you're going to win it, <laughs> but you're, you're going to get to the playoffs with a sick team. And from there, I'll all tell you bets what, are going to be off. It's really going to be review of the month for the month of June. So let's make it three that we give away 
uh, on the next podcast uh, for iTunes review of the month for the Maniacal Roster Watch podcast. And uh, we will make that retroactive. I will go back and look through all the comments in June, all the reviews. We ought to do one where we give a... How about this? We're coming into this fantasy season. Let's just make it the most maniacal test yet. And let's just give away a lifetime membership. You are, do, would you like to handle that? <laughs> no. We'll talk about the lifetime membership later. We're friends we're for life. Away. We're all friends for life. We're all friends for life here, here at rosterwatch.com. Hey, membership costs less than a cheap <laughs> cup of coffee. So, Byron, do you want to hear? Uh, Wait, hold on. This is worth mentioning. That what we found out at the FSTA from the power brokers at the top of the mountain of this industry, th- these guys are fantasy guys. They, they are business guys first. They're smart. That the the pricing that we have at Roster Watch for Roster Watch Nation, cheaper than a cup of coffee, has put the rest of the fantasy industry on tilt. <laughs> it wouldn't be Roster Watch if somebody wasn't on tilt. One other thing about the early uh, PPR cheat sheet. Uh, available roster, not available, but soon to be available, rosterwatch.com, invented by rosterwatch.com. Ton of Tevin Coleman. Love it. His ADP is higher in MFL 10s than it is around the rest of the industry. This is a guy that people are getting in the fifth round. Love it. And PPR, love it. Another guy, kind of like I was talking about earlier, who you can sort of feel like you're getting your RB2. Let me ask you, you this know, question. If you're, you, you stack some death behind it, a Samaj P. Ryan behind it, oh a Carlos Fahide who keeps kind of falling sort of behind it, a Dalvin Cook. You know, you, you get a number of these players, and all of a sudden you're feeling like you – and you know, you know what? Do you know who this Chi-Chi keeps, keeps, keeps loving, and it must be the influence of the trash man? In the final round of the whole damn draft is a Terrence West or a Joe Williams. I hate the trash man. I do too. What else do you have to say? You know, a couple of things. Derrick Henry can win you the league. He can win you. An he can win you the whole fantasy season. league. I mean, that, he can simply put. You know, at the sixth round, look, that sounds a little high to me. But the fact is, those guys are gambles, and most of those guys are not even must starts every week for you that you get out of some kind of round like that. So if, if if you go look through a, your draft, even experts, man, like if, when you go look through your draft and the draft, the, the, the guys you draft and then the guys, if you're an active trader and stuff, who you end up with on your team, it's not going <laughs> to, it's just, it's so much different. The whole face of the team is different. It changes. It shifts through the whole entire course of the season. Just like the faces of these teams, you forget they shift during the course of the season. Things happen. Major things happen. Big things happen. If a big thing happened with a Tennessee run game, the Tennessee Titans, if you could, I'll just tell you, in, in the roster watch uh, offensive line rankings, that's our number three offensive line in the entire National Football League. That's an exotic smash mouth offense that is built to run. Something happens with DeMarco Murray, who's been consistently injury prone during his whole entire career. Derrick Henry becomes in the conversation for RB1 in all of fantasy football. No doubt. So, I mean, sixth-round pick? I mean, think of, I mean, think about it. it. And also think about the fact that how many years, you know, and it's sort of a 
you can look at it either way because maybe having a Derrick Henry, maybe if they do get him involved in a 13-touch sort of frequency, it could take a certain amount off to DeMarco to where he's not going to get hurt like he historically has aside of the previous two seasons that have been kind of anomalies. If that's the case, you're still getting Derrick Henry with 13 touches. Well, and I mean the fact that he's a very explosive player. Usually if you want to get a big return in life, you have to take high risk. In this case, you have potentially big return at at like medium risk by taking him in the sixth round. So there's some arbitrage there. We love arbitrage at Roster Watch Nation. And let me ask you this, though. If if you are a Devontae Freeman owner, how do you feel about the news? I think this can go either way, that Tevin Coleman has bulked up like 10 pounds this offseason. Do you like that or do you worry about that? Or is it possibly both if you're a Devontae Freeman owner? I mean, I think with Devontae Freeman, I would just have my natural worries that I always have about every runner after they get paid. I think he's going to get paid. I think he's going to get a big contract. I think it's going to be less than what we predicted a long time ago, which is coming home to roost, that you got to pay Le'Veon Bell $10 million over four years. It's the exact terms that are being negotiated right now and being floated right now. I mean, it is. Just, we said he has to be. Yeah, you just, you, you got to do it. You know, it's, it's, it's like Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver, plus Le'Veon Bell is a running back. Right. So that's you, a deal. That's a deal given is, the new salary cap. You can't put him in a bubble of a position that is paid in a certain way simply because he plays that no, position. He wins, he's yeah, he wins games. Kind of he's the best he's player on the player. field. It's like at some. <laughs> At some point, it becomes like this guy's on the football field versus your guy. Yeah, it's not that he's the best running back on the field. He's the best player on the field. That's different. Got to get paid like the best player. Anyways, so Tevin, Tevin Cole, I think for me, if he, Tevin Coleman bulking up, the first thing you say is, shit, is he going to vulture more goal lines from Freeman? On the other hand, Coleman is one of these speed guys that's been really prone to, to injury. He, he, he runs a little upright. He, he, I could see him gaining a little weight, coming in heavy, I and Devon- pulling a hamstring. I think Devontae Freeman's your guy. You get in there and you just, like. I'm just saying, you know, how do you feel about that if you're a Freeman owner this year that Coleman is coming Look, in? You, al- you always feel a little bit hurt by Tevin Coleman as a Freeman owner. The fact of the matter is, you have to realize that this is not a famine mentality. And this is not if you eat, I'm going to starve, as it would be in other backfields. This is something where we can both have a symbiotic relationship. Especially in PPR. What is Freeman's ADP right now? It's, uh, it's, it's late, either late first or early second. In, oh, it's in, too in, early. In 12-team leagues. It's too early. I, won't, I, won't, I love him. He's a golden most... Yeah, uh, I think in the first 20... Uh, dignified I think in the first, son of roster watch In the Nation. first 20 simulations that I sent to you, we got Devontae Freeman only in two of these drafts and just a whole ton of Tevin Coleman in like the sixth round. Well, what I want to know about these simulations is which quarterbacks are we getting in frequency? Do you want me to just read them off? I'll read the first 16 off. Jameis Winston... Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, (laughs) Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. So a bunch of Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, a pretty good amount of Andrew Luck. And a good amount of Cam Newton. And a good amount of Cam Newton. Got to like all those. I kind of like that, how that like exposure's that. turning like out so that. far. I'd like a little more exposure to Derek Carr. We'll make that tweak. What about Phillip Rivers in the 10th round? I love Oh, him. well, I, I wasn't looking at um, 
at backup. It would be it would be hard for me to pull up. Okay, the, the, let's not do that. The, what the, you're the, saying the is an auto drafted some well, backup quarterbacks in the simulator. Philip Rivers has been going in these simulations in like round eleven. Another just another steal for another year. You gotta love that. Cousins is going a little earlier than I like. I'm not gonna own Cousins this year. Roethlisberger is a decent value. He's been like an eighth, ninth round guy, I think. Yeah, no, I've seen him go in, in, in some of these as late as the tenth uh, round and some of the early ones because since I've run a whole lot more, these are the only ones that I have available to me open now here in this window. And getting to those would be really tough. But I know Roethlisberger, if I were to tell you, that's like a 20% exposure. I mean, I think two years ago when he had Martavis, he was putting up a monster there. It was just always, you know, whether he's injured or healthy or not. But that offense, I mean, Roethlisberger could put up a monster, monster season this year in terms of fantasy. All right, so we have the offensive line rankings that are going up at rosterwatch.com that are fueled by all of our intelligent analytics and basically not just our our intelligent analytics, our intuitive like seen it with our own eyes <laughs> out of analytics in the grades that I provided to all of these guys who are um, going to be going to be uh, graded in our system and our top five in the preseason. I just want to go over them with Byron real quick and with all of roster watch nation before we, before we get out of this episode. But number one is still the Dallas Cowboys. Rightfully so. I what think did they do last year to show that they shouldn't still be number one? You got they're still the best man. You got to you got to beat the champion to be the champion. It's still the Dallas Cowboys. And my deal is if like if you have L. Collins, who's a guy we love, an all senior bowl roster guy, stepping up into that right tackle position, he's he's a player who, like. I mean, we haven't graded. This is this is Mike Band's grade. Is but basically, we we haven't graded this somewhere in the serviceable uh, range of things. A li- a little bit on the high end of serviceable, but not on the completely high end of serviceable, because he hasn't really shown it yet. Personally, if it was me and my personal uh, inputs into this system, I had him on the very highest end of serviceable because we loved him so much as a as a prospect. Loyal Collins, another guy who at the Senior Bowl tackle prospect who could maybe project better guard. We like him best at either a left guard or a right tackle. Beside that, you still have Tyron Smith at the left guard. I mean, that's the other thing. It's a, it, I mean, it's a Jonathan Cooper. He's been terrible so far. Nobody's ever been able to do shit with him, but that's a first round talent. That's an elite prospect. Of course, Travis Frederick, you know our complete love for Zach Martin and the swing offensive tackle of Chaz Green. Well, may I mention that what I've seen with the Cowboys is I think they potentially have a better offensive line, starting offensive line. This this might this could even be a better year for the starting unit. It has more upside. I don't think people realize how sick a little calling. But I I'm a little bit. You have to have a little bit of concern about the depth. They had a lot of depth these last few years. Um, with uh, Ronald Leary and with Doug Free, both those guys gone. They've taken a hit on the depth. One thing we always like to look at with our offensive lines when we're splitting hairs. They is, love Chaz Green there though. Too. Okay, like, fair they, enough. Like, I just I think that it's going to be okay. And all right, so behind them, the Pittsburgh Steelers at number two. Love that for Le'Veon Bell. Love that for his handcuff. You're going to have to take. Like we'll have to talk about James Conner at some point. In one love of that podcasts. for Ben Roethlisberger. Number three, the Tennessee Titans that we talked about, who just built to run. If if this was just a road grading contest, 
you'd probably put the Tennessee Titans at number one as far as everything that they've been able to do is uh, do on the run. Number four, the Oakland Raiders. Beast mode, <laughs> as we talked about. Just getting ready to get sick. Uh, Donald Penn we have is a, a, is a fairly above average a starter at the left tackle position. If he was five years younger, he'd have a higher rating. Colicio Simile we have as a Pro Bowl-level player. Uh, Hudson at the center we have as a, a Pro Bowl-level player. Gabe Jackson, all-senior bowl, uh, ex-all-senior bowl team member and a guy that just got paid $14.1 million per year over the next four. We have it at a 5.3, which is basically just at a tick below where Colicio Simile is at the right guard. And then the only real question mark is at the right tackle with Marshall Newhouse. But then you look at the swing tackle, and, that, and, and that's an Austin Howard, who's a very sick swing uh, yeah, tackle. I think that's an upgrade from a, from a Menelik Watson, I, I would think. Uh, I think Raider Nation is going to be just as upset with the offensive line coming in at number four instead of number two in these rankings as they were with Khalil Mack coming in number four instead of number two on the NFL's top 100. Oh, because this, shoot, these could be a little bit interchangeable. Num number five is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that is Jason Peters, um, you know, holding it up there on the left side. But basically this is a, actually just a really, like, in stark contrast to all the other teams in the National Football League, this is a super stout offensive line from the center to the right with uh, with Jason Kelsey at the center position being a guy who we see as a you know a player who's any year basically in the running for Pro Bowl consideration. Um, uh, Brandon Brooks, Brooks, who you would think about in a similar way, and then Lane Johnson, who if you factored in health, another All Senior Bowl team member, uh, if you factored in health and you factored in <laughs> like a lack of suspensions. You have that guy in that in that kind of offensive in that kind of offensive line, where you have Jason Peters over there on the left side with that right side that strong, the road grade. That you could argue that that's the best one in the National Football League, and I think that Pro Football Focus in their recent rankings did even have the Philadelphia Eagles at number one. Well, I mean, I totally agree. Lane Johnson just got paid huge. What was it last year? Uh, once again, I think this is more good news for Garrett Blunt. That's a guy whose ADP <laughs> I think is is still pretty reasonable. And we're not getting quite enough Garrett Blunt, I don't think. I mean, we I don't want to have hundred percent exposure to Garrett Blunt, but I mean, would you rather have Garrett Blunt in the seventh round than Derrick Henry in the sixth round? There's a strong. I mean, yes. You're gonna get you have to say yes. You're gonna get Garrett Blunt later than that, though. You have. To, I mean, that doesn't preclude you from having both, but that tells you a lot. You've got to like Garrett Blunt in the seventh or eighth. More than you like Derrick Henry in the sixth. Uh, well, I like or him even. even I like him even more. I like Garrett Blunt even more in the ninth, where he could possibly be had. Oh God, that's a it's standard. That would be a steal, an absolute steal. Anything else you want to go over? I like number five on that list. Why don't we round it out? You went top four, I think, didn't the you? Top Did you five: go, Dallas you? Cowboys, Pittsburgh Steelers, oh, Tennessee right. Titans, Oakland Raiders, I, I Philadelphia. I think Eagles. I was just getting excited for my boy. Captain Kirk Cousins and Samaj P. Ryan when I saw mm, that. Next you moment. guys can go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership, see our offensive line rankings. We will have uh, defensive run stop rankings based on personnel, based on our proprietary uh, data and 
information. We will have coverage rankings based on our proprietary data and information. All of these things that fuel our winning tools are tools that are going to help you be a better fantasy football player that are going to get you over the hump this season if you've had trouble getting to the playoffs before, even, even if you haven't. Our tools just help. And what, what, what we always talk about is like when you're sitting at home like, and you're thinking about your fantasy decisions, all you really want to hear is another opinion. You just want to hear somebody else. They can either validate what you're thinking or can let you know what you think is cockamamie because we can always, our brains can always go sideways in, 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 in fantasy, right? Yeah. Hey, Roster Watch, you could, you like, go to any article on the site, ask us a question, either Byron, myself, or the trash man. We will be there for you. We'll be there for our pro communities, for the chat sessions uh, in season. Go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership. I'm about to explain to Byron what a Slack chain is. But we're going to get, a, hopefully, a Sunday morning Slack chain going on. Uh, we're going to have everything that you need to make sure that you have all the tools to win this year. Byron, again, any last thoughts? Roster Watch Nation is a fearsome group. A maniacal group. Diabolical. <laughs> All right, so all the Roster Watch Nation, we'd love you guys, of course. Give the podcast a five-star review. Give it a good rating uh, there in iTunes. Go to rosterwatch.com. Get a pro membership. If you have not thus far, guys, they're honestly like – if there's like 1% of the listeners of this podcast that have, <laughs> that have gotten – memberships at rosterwatch.com if you want to support us if you want to keep the podcast going on if you want to continue getting more of our content go to rosterwatch.com get a pro membership it is cheap it is easy it's quick sign up is a breeze for byron lambert my name is alex dunlap this is the roster watch podcast we will see you next time <laughs>